Bibles to the book of Genesis. All right. Genesis chapter 39, um, verse 7. All right. It came about after these events mm -hmm, that his master's wife looked with desire at Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. And he has put all that he owns in my charge. There is no one greater in this house than I. And he was withholding nothing from me except you. Because you are his what? How then could I do this great evil and sin against God? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, blind spots. I want to talk about this morning, workplace affairs. Workplace affairs. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. And now I pray that you'd use me for your glory. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross. Lord, touch the hearts of your people. I pray that they would receive the word, that their lives will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Thank you, ushers. You may be seated in the presence of God. Now, workplace affairs. Amen. Uh, according to all the latest statistics, the workplace has become the number one place for married people who engage in infidelity to meet another person. Affairs at the workplace happen all the time. The co-ed workplace offers a lot of interaction. Teamwork, travel, uh, projects, long hours together. In other words, members of the opposite sex are working together, but they're growing close together. Come on, somebody. Let's face it, they share the same boss, the same work stresses. Uh, sometimes they even have lunch together. Not sometimes, but most of the time. The unavoidable closeness, amen, and commonalities in life and the amount of time together can lead to friendship, which usually ends up moving from a friendship into a sexual relationship. Now, as I close this series, I want to lay the context. We've been talking about blind spots. And so it's not just the workplace. It can happen just about anywhere. It can happen at school. It can happen the person gave, uh, helped you out. And then all of a sudden you take that help as something different. Yeah. Amen. It, it can happen. And I'm not just talking to the men today. I'm talking to everybody. Friendships can lead, watch this, to strong emotional attachments. Am I right about it? And strong emotional attachments with the opposite sex can lead to a romance. And I want to tell you something. There are a lot of people either divorce, they're living with the after effects of infidelity, and I just believe that in closing this series is something that we just need to talk about. I believe that God created one man to be with one woman. Do I have anybody? And I believe that in that relationship, there should be honesty. There should be transparency. I believe that in every relationship, and if you were not here at 905, I'm talking about how to handle arguments. 
I believe nobody taught us how to argue. Am I right about it? Did anybody teach us how to argue? What we saw was a lot of dysfunction. We grew up, some of us, in very dysfunctional families. So therefore, all we knew to do is what we do. Am I right about it? And so a lot of times, it's the tension in our relationships that causes us to go outside of our relationships because we, as men and women, we don't handle our issues. We avoid our issues. Do I have anybody? Amen. I asked, I asked, if, if, I asked the, the, the people that were here at, at 905, I asked them, I said, how often do you argue with your spouse? And then through those arguments, do you deal with the issues? Now, in our text today, we find that Joseph had been through a rough life. Joseph was a dreamer. The Bible calls him a dreamer. Amen. I'm going to get to the intricacies of this here in a minute. He was a dreamer. He shared his dreams with his brothers. His brothers then got jealous and threw him into a pit. In other words, they tried to kill him, but they threw him to a pit. He was sold to one group, and then he was sold to another group. And now he finds himself, amen, in the palace. He went from the pit to the palace to promotion. You hear what I said? From the pit to the palace to promotion. Here's what I want to share with you. You got to always remember at that job that you work at how tough your life has been. You have to always remember when someone of the opposite sex begins to approach you. Amen. I'm going to get into it in a minute. That you got to remember all the things that you've been through in life. That you got to grasp for a moment that life up to this point had been a journey. It hadn't been easy all the time. Do I have anybody? And you can lose everything in a split second from a split decision. Amen. You can die off. You can, you can kill your spiritual life. There's a lot that you could lose from that decision. Do I have anybody? Now listen, 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 listen. This happens more commonly than we know. Amen. It really does. I was talking to my daughter and she was giving me some intel about the young, about the new generation. You understand what I'm saying? New generation, this is what they do. They, they go through people. Come on, somebody. At the job. Amen. They, they, I'm saying one more time. They go through each other at the job. One week they're with one person. Another week they're with some. You understand what I'm saying? That's the kind of they swapping stuff, right? And they don't realize how dangerous that is. Because today, amen, there's a whole lot of statistics that suggest that you can get all kinds of what? Come on, somebody. I ain't got to tell y'all that. Y'all already know that. Joseph finds himself in a position of power now. Can you imagine? You work so hard to get, come on, help me somebody. You work so hard to get where you are only to have it demolished by one decision? Come on, somebody. Listen to this. Don't let your promotion cause you to lose perspective. When you climb in life, when you get to a place in life where you've been elevated and where you have power, don't allow your power to cause you to lose perspective. We find in our text today, the Bible says some things about David. Let's look at it together. It says that, verse 1, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, the Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, and the captain of the bodyguard, brought him from the Ishmaelites. See that? He was sold from, one, from the Ishmaelites to the Egyptians. Look at verse 2. Here's the key thing. The Lord was what? And watch what? Watch, watch the text. And he became what? Every man want to be successful. Come on. 
every person wants to be successful. But the one thing about Joseph, Joseph understood that he started off in life at the bottom. There was no hope for him. It was over for him, but yet Joseph knew something about God and he knew something that was different about him. The Bible says that the Lord was what? With Joseph. The question I have for you today is do you recognize who's with you? When you recognize who's with you, you don't have to be in competition for nothing because what God has for you is for you. The devil can't steal anything from you. But I will say this, your decision, amen, to involve yourself with someone of the opposite sex can cause you to lose everything. A piece of you can just be broken off. Come on, help me somebody. Tell your neighbor, this is getting hot. Amen. Watch, watch the text. Watch, watch the text. Look at verse 3. Now, his master saw, see, here's the thing about people. His master saw that the Lord was what? With him. And how the Lord caused all. Let me say something to somebody here. The devil knows you. And guess what? He can recognize that the Lord's hands is on you because of how God's been prospering you. And I'm not just talking about materially. I'm talking about, look at you now. Come on, somebody. You're not where you used to be. And you got to watch out for haters because haters are always looking to see what they can get from you from what God has given you. Do I have a witness? Listen, don't ever lose perspective of how you got there say amen. You got there because God was favoring you. You got there because God knew that when you started off on in life, you had nothing going for you. You were broken. You were battered. You were bruised. You, listen, you were barren, but guess what? Look at you now. Come on, somebody. Started at the bottom. We started at the bottom. No, let me stop. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I just had a moment right there. <laughs> Let me get back to preaching. Watch this. Start, start, start at the bottom. But look at you now. But watch this. I find it interesting that the king, his master, saw what, that the, there's a difference when God is prospering you and when you're doing it yourself. See, when, you, when God is doing it, you ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is be you. Come on, somebody. All you got to do is be unique. Come on, somebody. All you got to do is just play your part. You don't have to fight for what you need. God will give you everything you need. But you got to watch out. Watch this. The Lord gave favor to Joseph in the eyes of the right person. You ever been to work and then somebody, the boss comes and you say, man, you know what? I'm going to promote you. You know, you need a promotion. You, promotion time. Because you've been faithful to God. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says, so Joseph found favor in the sight and became his personal servant. And he made him overseer of all of his house. And all that he owned, he put in his charge. Listen to this. He became the second man in command here. Everything he had, he put it in charge of Joseph. I believe, saints, brothers and sisters, I believe that even at your job, it's a stewardship. It's a trust thing. Just like in your relationship. You made vows before God. And if you're not married, I'm going to talk to you in a minute. Watch this. You made a vow before God. Now listen, I want to say this to you, okay? We all fall in different ways. So we're not perfect, all right? So this is not me. Not watch. Watch yourself. Because you be the main one next week. Amen. I'm going to replay this video. I mean, this, this TD for you. Amen. Watch the text. Text says he put everything in his charge. Verse 5. It came about from time to time. He made him overseer in his house and over all that he owned. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on the account of who? Huh. Your job is there because of you. They should have been bankrupt. They should have been folded. But, but they're open because of you. 
because you've been tithing. Uh Uh-oh, let me go on. Maybe you haven't. He says, and he put the blessing that all that he owned in the house and in the field. Verse 6. So he left everything he owned in Joseph's charge and with there with him there he did not concern himself with anything except what? The food which he ate. Now I'm just I'm just trying to lay the foundation here to let you know that uh you at your job, you're not there to play. You're there to work. Hello, somebody. You're there to take care of business. And, and and all these uh I ain't gonna say it. these distractions. Cause I don't say it right, my kids say Pat Daddy, don't say that word. All right. Don't say it. I ain't gonna say it. Say it. Oh, I ain't gonna say it. Watch this. All these distractions. You gotta have a focused mind when you go to work. You ain't there to make relationships, uh, you know, to the next level kind of thing. You understand what I'm saying? You there to take care of business. You there to feed your family. And I want you to know that these are the types of things, men, that we forfeit when we get caught up in this emotional relationship. Now, 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 sister girl, you need to start acting right at home because, listen, he needs somebody to talk to. A man needs somebody to talk to. All right? And he don't need to be judged every time he's been talked. Listen. Can your husband really share what's on his mind with you? Mm. Lord Jesus. Can he really share? All right? Because if he can't share them things with you, Father, I'm saying he's going to share with somebody else. Amen. Can you do some of the things that he got in his mind? I mean, let's go on to the next verse. Verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 7, y'all. Stay with me. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, success can mess you up. Success can make you think you all that now. Because everybody's doing what I'm telling them at the job. But when I come home, you can't do nothing for me. But he got power at the job. Or she got power at the job. Folk doing what she said to do. Come on. But when you cut, babe, bring me some water. Get it yourself. And I said yourself. Hold on a second. Hold on a second now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just left the job. I got some women who bring me some coffee. So guess what? That's why he works so late, boo. He get all the respect. Where? At the job. So is he, if he's getting, a man needs what? What does a woman need? And, and let me, let me, ladies, I'm working on this. We don't know how to love. We know how to lust. But we don't know how to love. We think we have a concept of love. Here's our concept of love. I buy you this house. I got you this car. You ain't got to worry about nothing, baby. Food on the table. Kids doing good. I love. Don't I show you that I love you? Don't I love you? That ain't love, bro. That ain't love at all. Most men, our concept of love is provision. You got to love her mind. Where my man at? Where where her at? You got to make love to her mind first before you make love to her body, see? Mm. Mm. Say amen. You got to know how to, you got to know how to get into that mind. See, because if you occupy her mind, she's not going to be preoccupied with anything else. And then her main priority is going to be you. 
See, it goes both ways. See, what we do is we get the woman, but we don't know how to keep the woman. So we think all we got to do is what? Black Friday. And most of the stuff we get is for us anyway. We're getting a bigger TV. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all follow me? All right. I got five things. We're going to go home. What time? Oh, shoot. Let's go on. Verse 7. And it came about after these events that his master's wife looked, looked, looked with what? Uh, looked with what? And, and, and she said, and she, she, she was cold, man. Now, now, let me just paint the picture here. This ain't the first time she's seen this boy. Now, if you know anything about Joseph, he was, he was a handsome fella. Kind of looked like me a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little taller. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. Form was good. <laughs> he may have been a little taller. But, but check this out. Uh, she, just, she was just cold. So the first thing I see is, and, and the first thing we've got to be pay attention to, and don't neglect this, okay, is the proposal. Um. Write it down. Write it down somewhere. Go ahead. Put it on the screen. The what? The proposal. All right? First of all, it's his master's wife. Uh, be careful that those who are in higher position don't use it to force you into something that you will regret later. Because sometimes... Th- Listen, people in power will try to blackmail you. They'll lure you in and then they'll take advantage of you. You, you see, the proposal is, is, is the starting point. You, you got to think about what will you lose? Will what you lose will be greater than the proposal? Listen, it started months ago. Her desire for him. And listen... And some women are so cold, they ain't going to wait. They just going to come around and come, let's, let's go do this thing. See what I'm saying? It's not a let's ease into it kind of situation. You know, let's go to the movies, you know, that kind of stuff. Now it's just, you know, we're going right into it. Let me ask this question. How many other men she done slept with? Because obviously she got away with it before. <laughs> Y'all, tell you never. You gotta have deep thoughts when you're looking at the scriptures. See, you gotta have deep, deeper thought. This wasn't the first time because she knew. Because who was over his household before? <laughs> men, I want to talk to the men right quick. Be aware of the proposal. The proposal will come in different forms. Right? They may make your job easier. And you're thinking, I'm winning. You ain't winning. It's like a trap. You got to watch out for the proposal. All right? Watch this. Even though she had everything, she was the master's wife. She had everything. But she didn't have control on her desires. And so you got to be careful of the proposal. Now, 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 I want to show you what happens next. Verse 8. That, oh, yeah, let me just share this with you uh, real quick. When she says, when the text says that she desired him, that word desire, it, it carries the idea to lift or to remove. So in other words, the proposal moves you out of safety and puts you in a dangerous place. That's what the word desire, her desire is what had taken a grown man, could could have taken a grown man and moved him in a place where he lived with a lot of regrets. Workplace affairs. It happens. Watch the text. Watch the text. Text says, but he refused. Oh, thank God for Joseph. 
Most men would have not. Now, she was fine now. She was Egyptian. She was fine. She was, she was fine. She had no makeup. She was fine. Okay? Skin like butter, like milk. I did my research. She didn't have no mascara, no eyelash. She was just fine. But she was the master's what? Don't lose your head. And don't think with your other head. Uh-oh, did I say that? I did say that. Watch the text. Blind spots, that's right. Blind spots, that's right. Because we get blindsided. Men, we get blindsided. You know, you're at work and the girl just rubbing up on you. You know what I mean? You know, I, I check for all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it gets real close, especially if you're working in close quarters. You understand? <laughs> stuff start happening. Come on, say amen. And before you know it, you're carried away by your lust. Listen, she moves you from covenant, come on, somebody, to a place. Of regret. Watch the text. Watch the text. Verse 8. 8 and 9. It says, but he refused and said to his master, to his master, behold, hold on, baby. Uh, behold, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in what? The house. And he has put what? All that he owns in my charge. Verse 9. There is no one greater. Watch this. Watch this. In this house, then who? I. Then what? Then I. Watch the text now. Watch what he goes on to say next now. Watch what he says. He says, there's no one greater than I, and he has withheld what? Nothing from me except what? Tell him back to the garden. That's where we started in this series. This the one thing he said you can't have is my wife. Because you are his what? Wife. How then could I do this great evil and what? Sin. So cheating is a sin. But also cheating is evil. Is that deep? We ain't talking about that no more. We want to put it on Maury and glorify it. So not only is the proposal, but here's the next thing you got to have. The what? Next thing is the proper perspective. What more do I need? Now, he was a single man, but here's the thing. What more do I need? He understood from the perspective that God is all-seeing. Come on, somebody. That God is all-knowing. That, that, listen, that what I have is what God has given me. And am I willing to, watch this, to forfeit all of this? Tell your neighbor, keep perspective. Don't lose perspective, men, when you're in the middle of passion. Passion can cause you, watch this, with the proposal. Because the proposal be so cold, right? You'd be like, I can get away with this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many women and men, how many couples are living, watch this, their spouse don't know they were cheated on? Oh, Lord. Ding! <laughs> I heard the pin drop. Seriously. And they've been living with this stuff. Ouch. They've been living with this for years. But until you free your soul. Proper perspective. Don't get yourself in a situation, people. Where you, where you just lose your mind and you're like, man, my passion is driving me. Listen, all that Joseph had been, no, just, all that Joseph had been through from the pit, come on somebody, to the what? To the palace, to promotion, and you're telling me in one second I can lose it all. He knew something about God. See, Joseph understood that he wanted to what? Glorify God. Saints, I want you to think about God in every decision that you make. I want you to think about God every time you go to make a decision because here's the thing, is either you're going to glorify him, amen, or you will bring shame to him. But Joseph said, man, listen, I, I'm not going to do this. Now notice he said this great evil, 
What caused him to do that? I'll tell you what caused him to do that. He knew the Ten Commandments. Thou should not commit what? Come on, somebody. His stand for God was epic. Because the average man living today would have given in to it. What about you? Do you regard God in all your living? Come on, somebody. If presented with the same opportunity, what would you do? He said, depends on the day, Pastor. But God is the same. And God's word never changes. See, I believe this is such a liberating series. I really believe it's a liberating series because, watch this, we don't want to talk about this stuff in church. See what I'm saying? This stuff is kind of like touchy-feely, you know what I mean? Like, man, listen, his character, make sure that your character, say, make sure your character is free from the love of money. I say, make sure your character is free from lust. Gentlemen, ladies, all those stuff we look on those social media platforms, all these images that we have in our minds, all these things, whatever you, you say you have a sex problem, you don't have a sex problem, you have a problem with sin. See, and if you decide to get married, you got to understand that it's something that's sacred. Amen. And if and if you're having problems in your marriage, you got to come to church. You got to come get some word. You got to come get some wisdom so that you can learn how to make it through those tough t- th- times in your marriage. Come on, somebody. You made a vow before God. But if you don't have the right perspective, the proper perspective, you lose focus. The next thing he says in verse 10. Look what he says in verse 10. And as he spoke to, and now watch this now, watch this now. Just because you take a stand doesn't mean the devil going to leave you alone. As a matter of fact, the moment that you make that stand or take that stand, listen, you know what the best way to deal with this thing? You got to tear your husband. Uh-oh. Now, depends on what kind of husband you got. Tell your pastor first. Don't tell your husband. <laughs> Because we don't want that bro to go postal on the job. <laughs> we we don't want this is a life. This is a this is a, you can carry out here, right in Texas. All right, we amen. So so we don't want no trouble. I would tell you pray about it, but go tell somebody. Because <laughs> people do stuff and then say, Pastor, I tried to pray, but it didn't work. You didn't wait long enough. (laughs) So I don't want you to go kill nobody. Okay? But from the moment you take a stand, you get ready. And here's what you got to get ready for. Watch what the text says. Watch the text says. Verse 10. And she spoke to Joseph what? Somebody say that. 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 mm, That. Man. That. Mm. Tell, tell your neighbor that not only is the proper respect, next thing, verse number three. I was going to put the pursuit, but the persistence is how men give in. The Bible says you would rather live on the rooftop than in the house with a contentious woman. You know what a contentious woman is like? She nags. Sister Hunt. I went on a hunt. Seek and destroy. Amen. I caught it. You understand what I'm saying? I was persistent. But in this situation, this persistence is a little bit different, okay? Listen. Can I ask you something? Have you ever been deceived? Huh? Listen, Delilah did the same thing to Samson. Delilah said, Delilah was so persistent, right? She said, where's your power come from? Where's your power come from? She said, it's here, right? She said, then she pulled a love card, right? Do you love me? 
Listen, you got to be careful of that kind of stuff. Every day, the Bible says, when a person, watch this, watch this. You know what, you know what it really was? You know what made her persistent? Persistent? Rejection. I'm fine. I'm powerful. I got skin like butter, milk. And you talking about, you don't want this? She started becoming a little insecure about herself. Can we talk about this for a minute? She went and got some new here. Watch this. She went and got some new stuff. And every day, come on, y'all. Can we talk for real? Some of y'all ain't lived or something, but come on. Say, I don't want to put it out there, Pastor. You just, we know some stuff. But every day, listen, if you're trying to overdo yourself to impress somebody, something wrong with you. You're not handling rejection well. That's somebody else's husband. Come on, somebody. That's somebody else's wife. You better go get your own. Amen. Watch this now. Listen, it was the rejection. And watch this. When a person can't handle rejection, it becomes a problem for you. It becomes a what? A problem for who? For you. Watch this. Watch this. For a young man living in Egypt, single, and in a powerful position. But the one thing I, I thank God for Joseph, he did not give in to the pressure. He didn't give in to the pressure, y'all. He didn't give in to the pressure. Watch this. The pressure and the pursuit. And when you're being hunted, some of y'all like that stuff. Watch this. It ain't happening physically. It's happening in your DM. Oh, yeah. It's happening in your DM. Tell, tell your neighbor, Pastor, know some stuff like that. See? It's happening in your DM. You're getting all kinds of attention. You're getting them little pics. You're getting attention. And sometimes that attention make you feel good about yourself. But just because you don't act on it doesn't mean you're not involved in it. It means that you're entertaining it. Why can't you block it? That was for the young folk right there. Amen. Them DMs, boy, them DMs are dangerous. Amen. Rejection. And the pursuit starts. Now watch verse 11. Now, verse 11 to 18 is where we have the problem. Tell your neighbor, now you go from, what happened? Y'all didn't say nothing. Y'all standing right there, y'all didn't say nothing. Watch this. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? Look, look at this. From the persistence, write this down. Write this down. You ready for this? The plot I ain't never seen a more conniving woman like this in my life. Neighbor, she conniving. Tell you, neighbor, she conniving. Watch verse 11. Let's, let's show, let me show you something. Now, it happened one day. I got a few points I want to help you with here, okay? Uh, verse 11, there's a point right here. Now, it happened one day that he went into the house to do what? And what? This is why I want some men around me. This is why I need some men around me. Come on, y'all. Don't ever find yourself alone with the person who made the proposal. This is why I need men around me. Amen. It's not because I'm so handsome and all that kind of stuff. That's one of the factors. But here's the thing. I hold a position of power. And let me tell you what the devil wants to do. He wants to destroy my marriage. Just like he wants to destroy your marriage. So if we all come together around each other and say, Pastor, we're going to protect you, you're going to protect us. I'm going to keep you right. You can't come with me talking about you got no side piece, chicken piece, and all that kind of We ain't got time for that. I don't play them games. Now, maybe some other pastors may play that. I don't play that. You understand what I'm saying? 
They, the text says there were no what? Now, we don't know how many other men she done messed with, but this day was so convenient, right? Look at the text. The text says what? She what? She, she did what? Uh, none of the men was in the household. They were uh, the household was there inside. Verse 12. She caught him by his garment. Saying what? And he left. Now, bruh, the next thing, next point I want to give you. Don't never leave no evidence. Fine. Don't leave no DNA behind, bruh. I ain't going to say what I was about to say, but all I'm going to say is don't leave nothing behind. Make sure you get your hat, your keys, whatever you have. And don't be videoing. Come on, let's read. (laughs) Tell your neighbor to plot. She caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And she left his garment. He left his garment in her hand and fled and went outside. I ain't never seen a man run from a woman before. Have you? I thank God for saving me. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, if this was me, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have went. The story would have been written differently. I'm talking about if I wasn't saved now. story would have been written differently but here's the thing y'all it shows you men and women that we can resist it that we don't have to be blindsided that we don't have to give in to sexual advances that we don't have to use our power to manipulate come on somebody that we don't have to use our lives as an instrument of unrighteousness but that we can glorify God I'm almost done y'all Watch the text. Text says he fled outside. Now, 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 now the world will say, man, he weak. Kind of man going to run from a woman. Come on, y'all. Let's let's get masculine for a minute, right? Come on, bro. You ain't going to tell your boys, man, shoot, I ran from her, man. Some of you wish you never pursued her too. Now on the other side of it, when you gave in, you ain't gonna tell your boys this. You gonna tell your boys the other? You gonna lie? Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I man. You know, I took care of that. Fourteen. Never leave evidence behind. All right. <laughs> you hear me? Never leave what? Yeah. Don't leave no DNA behind, bro. Look at what he says. Look what she did, though. Look what she did. Look what she did. Verse 13. And when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and he fled outside, she called to the men of her household. Where were they? She conveniently put them out. To set the stage, the plot. Gentlemen, you got to pay attention. Don't let, we naive. Now, men, we not, we don't think it's an advantage. We just think, I'm just helping to move the box. And you end up in the storage room. And you're like, hold on a minute here. What's, and you go and put the thing up on, on the shelf and she... Well, y'all's a hard crowd this morning. Y'all, y'all, y'all working me hard, man. I might take this suit to the cleaners. This, I'm sweating. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I don't work this hard on Sundays. Watch what he says. Verse 14. She called to the man, right? Watch this. Uh, she, see, he has brought the Hebrew to us to make sport of us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I screamed rape. 15, 
When he heard that I ra- when he heard that I raised my voice and screamed, he left his garment beside me and fled and went outside. In other words, she planted evidence, man. I believe that that's the stand we have to take, y'all. We have to be willing to stand for something. Amen. Now watch this. He fled and went out, verse 16. So she left his garment beside her until his master came home, Lord Jesus. 17. Then she spoke to him with these words. The Hebrew slave whom you brought to, now he's a slave. See, But you see how people turn on you? When you're no good for them anymore, they call you out your name. Oh, I was about to say something, boy. Mm, hold that back, Pastor. Hold it back, Pastor. Hold it back. Seriously, when you're no good, when you don't give in, when you take a stand for righteousness, watch this. They're going to call you out your name. They'll return you to what you was, what they really think about you. See, what they call you is what they really think about you. You, Before you were my equal, now I'm a Hebrew slave. Before we were hanging out together, before we were doing things together, before we were just, you know, living, right? But now I don't do what you want me to do. Guess what you want to do now? Call me out my name. Call me what you really had in your heart for me. Verse 18, as I raised my voice and screamed, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. Let me say this. You got to leave if if you're in a position where no one will listen. You got to be, you got to leave before you're lured in, and you you are part of a scandal. Leave. Yeah, I know. I know you may take a financial hit. I know, but you got to leave. If that person will not give in, you got to leave. Baby, I'm just having a career change. Tell your pastor first. Tell me. Don't tell your wife. All right, don't tell your husband why you leave. Just want a career change. Tell me you want to go back to school or something. Because <laughs> we don't want no trouble. But I, I want to fast forward the story to verse 19. Now, I want to bring up a point here, and I'm going to leave. No matter what the enemy may have done to you, if you do what's right, God will fight for you. God is going to fight for you. As a matter of fact, God wants to fight for you now. All these suspicions you have in your mind, you got to get it out. If you don't have facts, then you need to leave that alone. Come on. That's the reason why you can't trust your husband. Can't trust you. That's past is the past. God has erased our past. Let me help you with somebody with this. God has erased our past. And if you decide that you're going to move on past this thing, you got to leave that thing alone and love that person as if nothing has happened. Because guess what? It's impossible to move forward if you're living in the past. And God will fight for you. Don't think that that person hasn't suffered. How much do they have to suffer? How much? How much more do you want them to pay for their mistake? Watch this. Now when his master heard that his, the, the words of his wife, which she spoke to him saying, this is what your slave did to me. His anger burned, so Joseph's master took him and put him into what? The place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in jail. Watch this. Some of us may say it's unfair. Some of you have done the right thing, and you've gotten nothing but... Come on. Come on. Come on. You've done right and all you got was wrong. He didn't do, listen, this is what happens to Christians. 
I hear this all the time. Pastor, from the moment I decide to do right, everything just keeps coming at me. The devil keeps attacking me. All kinds of stuff start happening to me. Don't you know that that's part of God's plan? Because in order to get him back into the palace, watch this, for promotion, not just a house negro, I mean, mean, not just a, a housekeeper, We got to edit that. <laughs> now nah, we ain't going to edit We're going to leave it on there. In order to get him, watch this. Because here's what's about to happen. There's about to be a famine. Sometimes you have to go through painful experiences. So God can position you for promotion. And you're saying it's unfair, Pastor. It's unfair. I did all the right things, but here I am doing time for something I did not do. This is one bro we could say is innocent. Everybody go to jail and say, I'm, I didn't do it. <laughs> he really didn't do it. So the last thing is this, you got to hold on to. The promise. Here's what I want to say to you. You got to stop looking at your now and look at the big picture. To be sanctifiers. Men who set themselves apart for the purpose of transformation. For the purpose, amen, that he has set you out for is to glorify him. As I close today, I want to tell you something. Joseph gives us a good example that we can all, we can overcome anything that we face but I want to tell somebody right now, you're saying it's unfair. It happened to you. I did right, Pastor, but it happened to me. God is preparing you for your purpose. Give God a hand clap of praise.